Hello, I'm Zoe Hetherington and I'm the current Miss Kent GB 2019-20. And today I'm discussing what it's really like on finals day. You're listening to Mummy Is Doing A Beauty Pageant Podcast with your host, Jessica Barkley. Oh wait, that's me. The current Miss Middlesex Galaxy and mummy to one amazing little girl. Here I will share my crazy journey from buggy walks to walking the stage at the United Kingdom Galaxy Finals. But don't worry, this isn't all about me. I'll be interviewing current and former queens, plus experts in many areas of pageantry. So whether you're hitting the stage for the first time, looking to up your game, or even after some inspiration to follow your own dreams, on or off the stage, I hope you will find something here for you. I'll ask the questions you're too embarrassed to and get real about the highs and lows of pageantry. If you enjoy this episode, please give it a shout on social and pop me a little review over on iTunes. Now, strap on those heels and let's get into it because we have a lot to cover. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me this evening. I'm, I'm loving these evening recordings and I'm sure someone's going to tell me off for saying this yet again, but I'm in my pyjamas. Um, I love pyjamas. <laughs> but I, it's like evening gown, gym kit, pyjamas. There's, there's a lot of love there. Um, I'm really excited for this one because the only finals I've, I've only done, mainly done Galaxy. I did one other pageant system that was a bit chaotic I won't mention which one because the directorship got taken over and apparently it's wonderful now and I don't want to tarnish the new director um (laughs) but that was an interesting experience but I feel like the structure it can really help you prepare for your pageant if you've got an idea of what to expect on finals day because it is quite intimidating so it's really nice to be looking at a completely different system um, and how you found the experience as well because like I said I can pretty much only speak from my experience with Galaxy Um, I would highly recommend anyone that's listening to this, try and find someone that's done your system before and ask them the structure of the day. Ask your director or the the team that run it for the structure of the day, because knowing what to expect can really, really help. I would do a future episode about what you should have in your bag for finals day and rehearsal day on top of clothing and costume and all those things like the emergency kit. But this will hopefully give you a bit more of an insight into the variety that you can get in your day but do go and ask your director for your specific one so let's jump into it and what's your what's your history with pageants and how did you get started is this your first one did you do loads before what's give us a bit of background around you Yes, it first sort of started when I was just eight years old. My mum entered me into, it was literally just our local carnival, our our fate that they do every year in Bairstead within Kent. Um, And my mum entered me when I was eight, just in sort of a nice little dress and was like, it's a bit of fun. Some of my friends are doing it. Go and give it a go. You do a little walk around the field. Um, And yeah, I won. Um, And didn't expect to win at all. I think mum was just as shocked as me. Um, Hit the ground running. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> and then the Miss Ken um, that was there actually handed me sort of my title and my little crown that I had um, and a little sash. And she told me about all the things that she'd done as a Miss Ken um, and sort of some of the amazing things that she'd really sort of experienced. And that was sort of where my dream began. So I thought, OK, this is cool. So as soon as I'm old enough, this is what I want to do. And I remember saying to my mum then, I was like, right, that's what I want to do. 
Um, so then when I turned 17, um, I then entered Miss Kent for Miss England um, and I placed top 10. That was my first. And I look back at it now and I was such a little baby. I was so clueless in the pageant world. Um, I've come such a far away now. Um, and then two years later, I then entered Miss Brighton for Miss GB. Um, and again, placed, I think it was top eight rather than a top 10, because I think there were um, a few less girls that entered. So I placed in top eight, which again, absolutely ecstatic about. Um, and then, yeah, two years then, again, later on, I thought, okay, um, the opportunity of a live heat for Miss Kent GB came up. Um, and I thought, I have to enter. It's my home county that I absolutely adore and I love. Um, so, yeah, I sort of hit the ground running and entered and thought, I'm going to give this my all. Um, and that's 100% what I did. And, yeah, that's where I am sort of now. It's funny you say I felt like such a baby at 17, because I think it doesn't matter how old you are, you feel like a baby when you do your first pageant. I was 27 when I did my first pageant, and I felt like <laughs> somewhere between a baby and a moron. <laughs> I, felt like I, had... I was so clueless, so clueless. It's, and I felt I, we'd been in like this Facebook group in advance, and I'd watched people do all these things, and yeah, I don't know, it just hadn't dawned on me. I guess I my goal for competing was to just compete therefore it didn't matter how well I did or how much yeah. effort I put in because it was just to get yeah. up on the stage and done it but um, yeah, I, yeah, I find yeah you will feel you'll feel like a baby and a novice no matter how old you are the first time yeah. you do one particularly one of the bigger ones and um they're having the title now it's you already often doing things you said you were very busy and you're having lots of adventures with the title is it everything you thought it was going to be yeah, and more. I think there's more responsibility. So now I'm actually in the shoes. I'm like, well, I have this responsibility of I'm about to represent Kent on the Miss GB stage, which I think is it's still sort of sinking in. And um, I think there's so much that I wanted to do that you always spoke about. Everyone said, right, if you were to win this title, what would you do with it? And I think there's so many things that I'm like, well, this is now a reality. And I now have this platform that I can sort of use and utilize and I can actually make a difference and sort of be that sort of inspiration and that role model to the young generation and to sort of everyone um, really and can do some of the things I've always wanted to do with a platform but never had a platform so to do it yeah. um so yeah I think it's super exciting it's I always say having a crown a title is like having a megaphone to your voice it's you can do amazing things without it but it's so it's so much easier and bigger and you reach a much wider audience um, and I've talked about in previous episodes both yes both of which will have gone out by the time this one airs um about what's your goal for competing because beyond if your goal is just the crown you will never really win and uh, you need to have additional goals for that and what would you do with the title because so many people go in with like oh there's i've got to do something when i was like well yes there were <laughs> there were so many i mean last time i did galaxy there were 70 of us in the live final and that's um 69 people that didn't get the crown and didn't get the um the chance that you've got you need yeah. to if you win you, it's not just the responsibility of your county or your country depending on what um what finals you're at it's the responsibility for everyone else that worked so hard to compete and didn't win no pressure yeah. by the way <laughs> adding pressure onto your shoulders there um <laughs> Let's go into, yeah, if you're, if you're not sure about what you want to do with the title and you're not sure about your goal, Padre, go back and, and listen to those future 
future, those past episodes and, and really put your thinking hat on and have a, a plan going forwards because if nothing else, they will ask you about it in your interview probably. 100%. And yeah. so what was the, the structure for find there? I say like things like interview, interview sometimes during the day and things, but I have, I've made sure pre-speaking to you that I did not look at what the structure was for Kent DB finals and so that you could tell me and that it was fresh and things. So what, what was the structure for the actual day of finals? So the day of the final, we sort of all arrived, I think it was around nine o'clock, all super excited. I think we were all very nervous when we first got there. So there was 11 of us girls in total. Um, and the day sort of started off with lots of rehearsals. Um, so firstly, we did sort of introductions. Um, we sat down with Kobe, who is the organiser of Miss Kent GB. Um, and we sort of told her about all the publicity that we'd done. And if we'd done a publicity book, we could hand that into her and sort of do all the admin stuff of like signing in and um, sort of getting everything sorted during the day um, first thing. And then we went on to rehearsals with Nisha, who was also a Miss Kent GB in 2016. So she taught us our opening dance. Um, so all of us girls sort of sat around together and watched Nisha sort of explain it all to us and what we were going to do. And then we all got up and had the opportunity to then learn the routine, um, which she made sure that was sort of okay, bearing in mind some of us were wearing dresses and very high heels. Um, mm. but it, and it wasn't too sort of, um, too much movement, shall we say, so there was not gonna be any falls. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was the main part of the day. And then other than that, we were then rehearsing sort of in the morning, um, again, going through the walks when we got on stage and what we would do if we would win an award. Um, and then into afternoon, we then did um another rehearsal for a sort of a charity dance our charity is really important within um miss kent and we were raising money for the inner city mission who sends children um from disadvantaged countries and gives them an education they send them back to school mm -hmm. um it's something very close to kobe the organizer's um heart so we, one thing that she wanted to do with her final walk was she wanted us girls to come on stage and we did um a sort of a small dance with hand movements um to the charity to really give back to them so that was one thing that we learned sort of going into the afternoon uh, we then finished rehearsals and we then went on to interviews with the judges where we had two minutes to sell ourselves and tell them why we were there and all about us two, um, and then they had two minutes to, yeah two minutes and it was literally to the clock two minutes uh -uh, that is so that is so hard galaxy is three minutes and i struggle okay. i really struggle i'm a talker i i luckily the set my second interview the door they knock for the out from outside so they're not timing inside so they can't extend it from the inside very easily they knock yeah. and then someone lets them in the next one in while you're still there and um, and the second time I competed uh Holly who now doesn't do is, is director who doesn't judge anymore um she said no no I've got more questions they can just wait which was really nice but it's the I mean, the first time I think they were desperate to get me out of there because my interview was so appalling, um, which is, I've progressed, it's fine. Um, <laughs> but it's, it is, it is really hard trying to fit it into such a short space yeah. of time. Um, yeah. So we were given a warning before that it was going to be the two minutes. So I think all of us were very like prepped to yeah. prepare for the two minutes. But yeah, it's a lot of condensing because I think when you go in there, you have so much to say and you're like, this is your one opportunity on your own to speak to the judges and you just want to get it all out. Um, so yeah, that's again, another learning curve for me is that to make sure and practice, which I did a lot of times before um, in the lead up of what I was going to say and time to myself to make sure I wouldn't go over two minutes. 
Um, so then, yeah, after interviews were uh, completed, we then did Beach Body, which was during the day, which was separate to the swimwear on the evening. So it was another award. Mm-hmm. Um, and it actually went on to win the Beach Body Award, um, which I was absolutely ecstatic about too, because to me, it's, I'm always someone who I've suffered again, as you went on at the beginning with sort of low confidence. And that's why people enter pageants. Mm. Um, and I think it's a real thing to me as I sort of had bad sort of mental health for the past sort of three year, three years ago, um, I was in a really sort of dark place. And I think I had such low self-esteem and low confidence and I'd always suffered really badly with acne and I'd always sort of, everyone's always looked at me, I'm a very petite person. And I think people just sort of thought I had it easy, but there were so many things I sort of used to look at my body and I used to absolutely hate and but other people look at my body and absolutely love and I think that was a huge learning curve for me that I had to learn to love myself mm. um, and no one else could do that for you and one thing was accepting that okay I have a spot on my face it's not the end of the world yeah. okay like I don't like that about my body but I've now learned to turn it into a positive which isn't always easy to do mm-hmm. um, but <laughs> Finally, this year, I felt ready body-wise and confidence-wise to get out on the stage. And I, the judges said to me that that came across when I was up there, especially, again, in Beachbody, because I'd finally learned to embrace everything that I have. Um, so to me, that was something that was really important. And I was very happy to have won um, and sort of stood for everything that I'd stood for and the whole um, lead up to it, that I sort of was in a good place and I had got there and love your body and everything else. Mm. um yes so we did beach body and then we went on to um sort of getting ready so we had the amazing hair and makeup artist there out back um who started getting us sort of prepping us um we then had like a three hour gap between sort of finishing rehearsals beach body and interview and then starting the evening so yeah it was just lots of preparation um all for the evening and then yeah everyone started arriving about seven o'clock and then the evening began and I bet it just flew by the whole day. It's, I mean, it's my favourite bit of competition is rehearsals, I think. Yeah. But it, it was just... crazy. It was, I remember someone saying, oh yeah, it's like two o'clock. And I was, I was no, it can't be two o'clock. I just looked at my watch like, oh my God, it's actually, it's actually two o'clock. It just, it goes by so quick. I think you're all in that bubble and you're all sort of excited and you've got your adrenaline running and you've got nerves and everything else. I think, mm. yeah, it's so fast, so fast. <laughs> And then you need, that's another reason I really like booking hair and makeup, even if you're really good at hair and makeup, is making the investment in having your own, because you will have been rushing around all day to actually be able to just sit calmly and not be doing anything. I mean, I find it blooming exhausting trying to do my hair with like curling tongs in the air, and I'm never successful with the curling tongs, so then I have to straighten it. Um, And that in itself is like a workout I mean at home I'll have yeah. a shower and then get ready and then I was like I might as well not bother having a shower I'm the big sweaty <laughs> um, and that's not what you need on the evening you do not need to be more stressed than you already are very nervous you don't need anything else even though how many times you practiced your hair or your makeup there's probably going to be something that always goes wrong or isn't right so mm-hmm. yeah agree with that get someone else in we had an interview with um Patrick from the glam squad uh, Glab Squad UK, who is the makeup side of the the duo, um, who I absolutely love those two, but they're based up north, so it's kind of sending up north finals, um, and I've got them for Galaxy as well. It was you had six pm on a date that you could send your email to get booked. It was like a race, and they sold out all by one spot that night. Jeez! So it's like 
straight out. I was like so desperate to get them. Now it's the pageant land ball I want to get them booked for. So I'm, as soon as the date comes up for that, I'll be like sat on my keyboard, like waiting, waiting <laughs> to book. Um, because I just know that those two, because I know them now as well, it just takes out the stress of having it. Um, and Patrick Blessing, he was so diplomatic. And I was saying, so do you think everyone should book her and make her? Well, yes and no. <laughs> You've got, got to give an even answer. But um, go, go back and listen to his interview because they just, there's so much more to think about as well. You might be yeah. really good at hair and makeup, but not understand how lighting changes that or not be able to look at a stage and be like, right, this isn't the lighting we were expecting. The lighting is now like this, this and this, which means we need to alter the makeup, this, this and this. And um, because he was saying like the galaxy stage glitter doesn't work on the galaxy stage because of how it's lit. It just ends up looking weird. Um, you can't use too much highlighter because it looks weird, but that's because he knows the lighting and the setup and he can look at that lighting and adapt the makeup to it. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to say he can, he can do be diplomatic and I'll be like, no, book someone, book someone, <laughs> take the stress out. And did you get to know any of the girls in advance? Like we, with Galaxy, we have like a Facebook group in advance and things, but um, I believe you had a photo shoot. Well, there were some beautiful photos I saw of the group that I'm pretty sure they hadn't printed on the day. Um, yes. <laughs> what, what bits and pieces did you have in advance of the actual finals? Yes, yeah, so the first thing that we did was actually the first when we all got together in one room. So we had a WhatsApp group. So as the girls, the finalists all came through, um, the organiser would add them into the WhatsApp group and we'd all do a sort of an instruction and where we were from, etc. Um, but the first time that we were sort of all in a room together, we did the boot camp that we did at Snap Fitness in Dartford. Mm. Um, they're one of our sponsors for the evening. They um, had a PT called Shane, who's now also my PT, now I've won. Um, That's a very helpful bit of the prize. Oh, 100%. I've not seen that before. <laughs> and I was just like, that is awesome. Um, yeah, definitely uh, helpful. Love, absolutely love. I'm, in, I'm a PT. I still have a PT. I only have them for half an hour a week, but that's enough. Yeah. Because <laughs> the sessions are evil. Uh, in a good way. If you're listening, Charles, I love you, but you're also evil. <laughs> yeah, that is, that's probably one of the best prizes, particularly when you're progressing to the ne next final. I yeah. think that's one of the best, best prizes I've seen. <laughs> good. I love it. So, yeah, no, very good. Um, so yeah, we had the boot camp and we all sort of sat in a room um, and then yeah, Shane the PT gave us sort of stuff to do, um, workouts sort of building together and working together and that was the first time when all of us girls, um, bar from a couple who couldn't make it on the day, were sort of there together, um, which that was super exciting. Um, and then I think it was a couple of weeks later, maybe a month later, we then had the masterclass, which was the, the main event in the lead up to the final. Um, so the masterclass, we were at a little hotel for the Inn on the Lake uh, near Gravesend and we all went there and we had the opportunity to stay overnight and we had a sort of a photo shoot in the evening when we all arrived um, and then going into the evening we then had girly time so Kobe the organiser she lived nearby so she went home and most of us girls um stayed there and we had a hotel room or a couple of hotel rooms so it was really good we all had matching pjs and Kobe really made it really nice and put sweets and got drinks for us so it was a really good time to like bond with everyone mm. um and then the masterclass was in the next day so then we woke up and then had the masterclass and the masterclass was honestly truly incredible so listening to Kobe and she's just Kobe was Miss Kent for two years before me um, and she is now the organiser 
and listening from her about her experience and why she was there and her, her pageant platform was truly inspiring. And then she gave us the opportunity to sort of um, then tell each other about why we were there. And yeah. honestly, listening to some of the girls' stories, truly inspiring, absolutely truly inspiring. We all sat there in tears at each other because it was incredible. And I think from that moment on, it just really built a bond that a lot of people, you may not tell to a lot of people about why you're there and what you've been through. But I think that was such a safe space that we all sat there and openly spoke about for the first time, why we were there and what we had been through. Um, and each and every one, each and every finalist and every girl was just honestly incredible. Um, and then, yeah, while that was happening, we were sort of all bonding and having this really nice experience together. We then had the photo shoot outside and videos and sort of our introduction videos and yeah. No, it was really fun. It was one of the best days, one of the best, like since I've done pageants, you don't get that quite a lot in sort of regional um, sort of pageant systems. And so having that sort of opportunity and us girls allowing us to bond then was next level and it was truly incredible. It's, oh, it's something I love. I love the whole weekend with Galaxy. I'm kind of really glad it's a weekend and things because you get a little bit of that. But I just, I just kind of want, I want more, I want more. I did try and one of the girls is doing a pajama party which I am going to um but it will only be the people that can get to Wales fairly easily because right. there are people from all over the country and it would just be yeah it'd be so much nicer to have that longer time um together so do if your system doesn't do something like this then sort it out someone step up and organize it yourselves like yeah do those meetups um I did a meet up with a couple of the girls um, and neither of them had competed before at the dress studio um, to try on dresses as well. Uh, and the funny thing is I'd ended up picking up, choosing my dress and picking it up on the way there. Uh, so I was suddenly like, I don't really need a dress, but I didn't <laughs> even gonna end up buying one. I bought one for a ball instead. Um, but it was really nice. And I put their minds at rest because I'd done some stuff before on a few things. Um, and they, we now have got, some faces I'm competing in the same category as one of the girls and then the other girl is in a different category but we now on the day when we rock up for the well for the weekend we will know some of the other faces so it's really nice even if you can't do a big group one for a few people to meet up ahead of time it kind of takes a little bit of the stress of finals day away yeah definitely uh, what was your what was your biggest highlight of finals day what was your favorite bit I would probably say the time between getting, either when we first arrived, I think there was a great buzz. I think all of us were arriving, we hadn't really seen each other's dresses or like opening outfits. So I think there was a lot of buzz when we first arrived and we all went into the room to go put our stuff in there and get ready. And everyone was like, oh, show me your dress. Oh, show me your dress. And I think that's a great thing. We were all just yeah. sitting there and sort of just nattering and just being ourselves. And I think that was absolutely great because I I don't think the nerves had kicked in yet. Um, so I, that was just a great, just to sit there and bond with everyone again um, and share sort of the moment with everyone and looking at each other's dresses and we're all sort of like, wow, that's so nice. Where'd you get that from? And just girly chat and yeah, no, that was great. And I also think again, in the evening when we were sort of getting ready, um, I think everyone's so supportive of each other and I feel that pageant, so none of the other girls had, well, a couple of them have competed before, um, but none of them in anything to do with uh, Miss GB. Or uh, some of them, or well, majority of them, actually had never done anything like a pageant before. So I think it was a lot of 
new to everybody. I think everyone didn't really know how to react or what was going to happen. And I think it's also, it's so emotional. And I said to them all sort of on the evening, I said, make sure you've got your waterproof mascara on because when it is, you get up there and after everything, it it can be so emotional. And I think it's great to have that support network of all the girls. And we were all like, we've got each other's backs. And before we went on, I think we're all super excited. Um, So yeah, that, I think they were the main highlights of the day apart from of course winning I mean yeah. <laughs> that that's a given that's <laughs> a given we're not we're not counting that one because that's a given <laughs> was there anything that didn't go to plan at the finals um yes there was opening round was we so as I was saying during rehearsals during the day Nisha taught us this opening routine um and the DJ decided on the evening oh he didn't have the actual original track of the song that we were meant to be dancing to oh. so the, we were in two groups I wasn't actually I was in the second group that went on after so we had enough room to sort of move about on stage and the first group had gone up on stage and were standing there and just you no know, music was playing and no one else no one had even spoken the host hadn't been even introduced yet that was literally the beginning moment and everyone was like, okay, what do we do? So they were sort of just standing and not smiling. So I was, I, I was there. Unfortunately, I couldn't stay for the whole thing because I've got a two and a half year old. So <laughs> I kind of had my, and I live over an hour away from where the finals was. So I did, I did have a limit on how long I could stay. But we yeah. couldn't, and I was right, right at the back because I didn't specifically know a contestant. So you didn't have a table at the front. I was right at the back. And, and we were sort of like, well, they're saying it's a technical issue, but we've heard music and we've heard the microphones. So yeah. what technically has gone wrong? Like, what could be the technical they issue? They had the remix version. And that remix version did not fit in with our lovely, elegant dance. So yes. I think the girls had started to dance and then realised, hold on, this is not the right music. So it was just it, the whole, the, that opening section was very stress, stressful for the organiser. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think in the end, after the girls, they stood on stage and for a little while they didn't really know what to do. I think they just started sort of freestyling, dancing. Yeah, there was just some awesome girls. dancing going on, yeah. yeah. And then us other girls, um, sort of who were out back ready to come in second, then actually just we were like, okay, let's just go up and join and just do a massive try and get like the audience involved and trying to sort of ease what was going on um while they were sorting out the technical issue technical issue so yeah we just went up there and sort of had a little boogie a pre-boogie before the show um (laughs) you need to be able you need to be able to laugh at yourself and have fun and enjoy it that that was my biggest feedback actually both the national and international director both said that to me last time we competed i came off stage and they said you need to in, like look like you're enjoying it up there and I was like I was really enjoying it but clearly the look <laughs> of terror was coming through my face a bit too much <laughs> you need to be able to laugh at yourself and have a bit of of fun and know that yeah. the world's the world's not going to end I have a saying that the world it's a good day if no one's died and the world hasn't ended it's a good day um, yeah. it's like just keep it simple like it's just the world's yeah, yeah. chill 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 and relax <laughs> yeah so that was a slight mis- mishap but other than that it all went very smoothly after that. I said there was, there always has to be one thing and at least it was that. We got up there, mm. we started out, came off and then we went and redid it once they found the music. So yeah, all in all, it was fine. It's just one of those things. But I think you just have to be prepared that things don't always go the way that everyone is expected and it's rehearsed. Um, but yeah, just start it out basically, which is what we've done. And the other side of sort of preparing to come into the finals obviously is is walk prep and finding the outfits and interview prep and all that kind of thing and like I said I'm going to do an episode about your emergency kit you need to take on your day but did you have a specific 
packing process that you sort of planned out and things for the finals or was it a bit of a throw it all in and hope for the best how did you go about getting ready well anyone who knows me I'm super organized I'm a very organized person so I think it was a very sort of busy time for me so I'd actually just finished my placement year in London the day before so I'd finished just finished a job and then was also moving out of London the day after the pageant so I was was like okay this is when my preparation and organization skills need to come into tact so yes it was very much the night before I went to the final from London so I knew I had to be up I had to be up that morning at 5 30 so I was like right everything needs to be done prepped the day before so yeah I pretty much had everything that you could ever need from safety pins to double-sided tape to stick your sash on from emergency sort of micellar water that you can clean stains off with to sewing kits to paracetamol in case someone got a headache yeah I pretty much had everything everything that you could ever need a spare couple of pets spare pair of shoes in case I had an accident and one of my heels snapped or something yeah so yeah I sort of got my um outfits out and put them all in sort of my dress um carry case and yeah that was sort of it packed my suitcase made sure I had everything before I left the next morning checked a thousand times to make sure I definitely hadn't forgotten anything um but yeah organization to me is absolutely key because I think it's so easy to forget you're like oh what about that pair of earrings or, oh what about that necklace that I wanted to wear mm-hmm. um so I think just having everything and thinking okay this is what shoes earrings necklace outfit what I'm gonna wear put it all out and then pack it that way is the easiest way for me yeah and I'd be making sure particularly closer to the galaxy finals when I'm actually writing my list that I create some downloadable versions of the lists that you uh, guys will be able to get on the website um I'm working on a a preparing your first preparation plan downloadable at the moment so that should be up on the website fairly soon but I will give you a proper shout out when that one is ready to go but do keep an eye particularly if you're listening to this interview um, a lot long time after it was first published do make sure you go and check out on the website mummy is doing a pageant.com for any of the free downloadables that will have appeared by them Um, and hopefully there'll be some helpful lists and things for for everyone listening to have a rummage through and um, what was the weirdest but most useful thing that you took to the finals to me it's got to be I have this hairband and like not like a, a nice fancy hairband that goes on the top of your head like literally a hairband that's just like a scrunchie that you just shove in your hair that to me oh it's weird but it's just the one like if you looked at it, you'd literally be like what is so special about that weird looking mm. normal looking headband um but I take it everywhere with me and I'm always the sort of person that when I'm getting ready and everything I know I want to put my hair up and yeah. it's always time that I can never find a scrunchie or cannot put my hair up um so yeah that was it's not too weird but to me my one little headband that goes ah. everywhere with um I think I've had it I don't even know how many years I've had it I think I've fed up of seeing it god forbid the day that I ever lose it um it's it really everywhere. good for a headband that it's still yeah. going strong I lose them yeah. all the time I've just bought a load more <laughs> um they just seem to run away and disappear on yeah. me it's quite um, thick so it's always the one that you can when you're digging around in your bag you can always find it and <laughs> um, and what was the one thing you wish you had taken but you didn't not forgotten about, but maybe on the night you suddenly was like, or on the day you suddenly like, this this thing would have been helpful. 
do you know what? Probably more food. <laughs> take snacks. I always think, like, I thought, okay, that's fine. I'll take some food, blah, blah, blah. But you just don't actually get the opportunity to sort of eat like I had like big meals but I didn't have any snacky stuff so I think yeah. between shows I'd sort of got to the point where I was like whoa okay we've just finished rehearsals I was like I haven't eaten sort of since this morning because everyone else is sort of standing there snacking and I thought I haven't got anything to snack on oh. um so to me and also having that someone had some um sweets in the evening um and I think between when there, there was a break in between some of the rounds, I was, you know, you sort of get a low and you're a bit like, oh, okay. And then sort of you're still a bit nervous. And I thought I just need that sugar kick. Um, yeah. So yeah, one of the girls was like, I always bring some of these and had some little perky pigs that she was handing out. And they were absolutely a lifesaver. Pick, like a little pick me up to pick me right up. A little bit of sugar rush um, yeah. before the next round and to keep you going. There um, is something about, um, I don't, it's I'm something I'm definitely going to look into for finals day and, there is something about a from this has come from fitness model comps where they really need to get their muscle definitions through about a yep. blast of sugar fairly close to going on stage it's meant to make your muscle definition particularly on your core like pop out which is really funny because running up to an event there's no way you're touching sugar um if particularly if you're doing a fitness comp where it is literally about the exact muscle definition um i mean i need like to <laughs> I know, I need to look at it more um, to work out what I am going to and not going to eat on the day of finals and things. The other thing I would say is be careful of eating something new on finals day that you haven't tried before. Oh, 100%. Yeah, be, uh, be, uh, sugar, sugar-free is obviously becoming a big thing and there's now so many sugar-free sweet brands, which would be the obvious go-to for, for pageant day when you're going to be in swimwear. But anything sugar-free, even sugar-free gum to excess, sugar-free mints and the sugar-free sweets can have a um, diarrhea-based windy effect, <laughs> for, one, yes. for, for want of a nice word. Um, it, <laughs> they can give you, the, if you have a lot of them, if you're great, if you end up going through a couple of packets through the day, they can create hideous wind, hideous bloating, um, and yeah, and, and give you tummy upset. So those ones specifically I would actually avoid, whereas I'd normally eat those, but on finals day, no, it's not happening. I'd be avoiding those, but don't do, yeah, don't do anything new on finals day. So I, I haven't food intolerances. So I usually do a juice cleanse over the few days that I'm away until I've competed because I don't want to risk eating something that I don't get on with, but it's a juice cleanse company I've used many times before. Um, and, I will have done one a couple of months prior just to check that everything's fine. The company has now ceased to trade. So I'm now going to have to do two juice cleanses in advance to just make sure it doesn't, the new company doesn't have an adverse reaction. Um, and people are like, oh, that sounds great. I'm going to do one for finals, but they'll only think about it five days before. I'm like, no, don't try it now. Yeah, because it could end. Yeah, not the time could end really badly. The last few days, even like the last couple of weeks before finals, is not the time to try anything new that you haven't done before. And you need to do a dummy run a few times before. Same with like fake tans. Don't suddenly switch fake tan brands or try a new spray tan artist. Um, make sure you go and do a practice run, particularly with tan. You need to do it a few months in advance because if it doesn't go right, you need to strip all that tan off and try another brand and have time to make up for it and um, so basically as soon as you signed up for your pageant go get someone to test a fake tan on you um 
because yeah that's that's quite a hideous thing to try and fix a couple of days before or the day of your pageant is a you've been tangoed look um i find the same with water make sure if you're normally drinking a lot of water don't not drink water because you're busy keep sipping on water throughout the day in rehearsals because otherwise you're going to get to the evening you're going to be really dehydrated you're going to suddenly glug loads of water that's never going to be look good because then you're going to get bloated and also you need to know which is never good yeah no no that's um that's a very good tip And what do you plan do to do differently at finals at the next stage? Because obviously it's now it's now onto the big one. Yeah. I think for me it's more enjoy every moment of it. Mm-hmm. I think you can get quite caught up in the evening and it can be quite making sure you've got everything and everything's exactly how it was rehearsed and going through everything in your head and you can sort of work yourself up about it. And I think it's over so quickly, like so quickly. And I think that was a shock to all the finalists, especially the girls that hadn't competed in pageants. We came off stage for the final round and they were like, oh my God, that, it, that's it, it's done. And I think it's to enjoy every minute of it. And I love, I've sort of always been a performer and I was a dancer when I was younger and I love being up on stage. Put me in front of some lights and there was a little camera and oh, yeah. I love it. I absolutely thrive on it. But I know that isn't the same for everyone. Um, but I think even like backstage, I think it's a very different story for me until I'm up on the stage. So I think, yeah, one thing I want to do is I want to enjoy every single moment and make sure that you can't change what's going to happen. You don't know what's going to happen up that, up on that stage. All you can do is be yourself. Um, and so, yeah, for me, it's just enjoy it all because it's over so quickly. Um, and you don't want to look back and be like, oh God, I was a nervous wreck. And I didn't even get to enjoy that moment yeah. when I was up there. And it shine. It'll also shine through if you're enjoying it. You will. You will be a better contestant as well. You'll. You'll come away having enjoyed it, and you'll be a better contestant for doing it. Um, yeah. So, any top tips for dealing with stress on finals day? Did you have any tactics around that? For me, it'd be preparation. I think if you're prepped, there's you can't do more than that. Um, I think it can be stressful and it for a lot of people it can be very stressful but if you've prepped and you've done everything that you can and you're going there knowing that you've got everything with you and that to be relaxed and I'm a very I'm a list I like to write lots of lists yeah um, everyone at work will know that I like to like write lots of lists um, and then tick off as I go so I think yeah it's more preparation organization beforehand that you can do in the lead up make sure that again if you're taking food with you or meals with you and making sure they're all prepped so you haven't got to stress that morning like I haven't got lunch or dinner or I need to stop off at the shop in case they haven't got what you wanted um so yeah I think it's just organized organization and prep and I think doing it over and over again and practicing your walks and you can't do more than that and I I think you just have to accept that sort of it's out of your control and you can go up there and you can do the best you can um but being stressed about it sometimes with some people could show on stage um so I think yeah prep and organization is absolutely key I went on that stage thinking that I had done everything that I could have possibly done and I wanted to just enjoy it and enjoy the moment and absolutely I went up there and I loved it um and yeah I think that's key from what I've learned from past pageants where I was very stressed and sort of even on that morning and sort of getting everything and what if there's traffic and everything else I think making sure you've got you know how you're going to get there you need plenty of time you've got all your food you've made sure you've got all your outfits or and you've got backups and stuff and you've got your emergency kit that we were discussing and talking about then you can't do more than that um so yeah 
enjoy it. That's my main thing. Try not to stress because it can show and yeah, that's never good up on stage. You don't want to look stressed. You want to look like you um, and be confident in yourself. Okay. So what's next on your pageant journey? You've got, when's the next, when's the next stage finals and are there any big things that you've got planned for between now and then with your platform and things as well? So the Miss Great Britain final is next February um, and it's the 75th um, anniversary of the Miss GB um, sort of pageant. So it's quite a big one. Um, so yeah, it's super exciting. I'm sort of planning and organising everything that I can do now. Um, I'm back off to university at the end of this month. So I'm sort of trying to get everything done in advance for fi before final year because I know there's going to be a lot going on. Um, but what I really want to use in my platform is firstly, I've, spoken about it before and in, in my mental health and I've sort of had a taboo about mental health and I couldn't come out and I couldn't speak out about it and I want to help people and especially think within this social media world that we live in it's so difficult for girls to speak out and men too I feel that in 2019 we've come such a far way with women empowerment but I do also feel that um, men have been left behind a little bit so I feel yeah. that we need to empower men and women and teach men how to have sort of beautiful and confident and strong women in their lives and work together as one um, yeah. so that's one of my missions is that I really want to sort of get the word out there about mental health and I think if I had someone a role model on a platform such as that I've got now sort of saying that it's okay not to be okay and speak out and get help and it, it's the best thing that I had ever done and I'm in the best place now that I have ever been in in my life and I wouldn't be there now without that and without seeking help yeah. Um, so I think it's something that is so important and I want to, if I can help one person, then to me, that makes me so happy because that's what I want from this journey is I want to help others. Um, as well as this, I strongly believe in our amazing UK education system. I think it's something we take for granted in the UK is the opportunities that we're, that we're given when we're younger that actually in other countries, people aren't given these opportunities. So I'm a university student now, just about to go into my final year. I've just finished a placement at an amazing organisation. Um, so I feel that without my education, I wouldn't be where I am today. And I want to show that the importance of education to young people, but it's not just about A-level results or what results you get. It's about your ethos and your work ethic and who you are as a person and how determined you are and I want to show that to anyone that if you put your mind to something you can achieve it and to keep going after your dreams um, and follow them so yeah there's so much that I want to do and I want to be out in the community and Kent is my home and I love it here um, and I've already been to a few events and had interviews and I'm going to be raising money for our Miss GB charities which is Cancer Research um, and there's also Alex's Wish um, so we're going to be raising for it's split between both of those amazing charities. So yeah, I'm planning on raising some money for, um, those I'm going to hold some events and also want to help with like empowerment classes, um, for younger people and the younger generation. So yeah, really want to get out there, help as much as I can and sort of empower and support and inspire people everywhere. Um, especially to get involved in pageants because it's been a huge part of my journey. Um, and actually today so I'm sure it will definitely be open by the time this airs in that the Miss Kent GB uh, 2020 application is now open um, so yeah I just want people to get involved and play an active role in their community oh that's amazing well I'm 
very much hoping to make the the finals i don't think online they've re specifically released the venue yet i know the the I date yeah uh, i want to say the 20th of february does that sound about right um, yeah i know there's, um i think it might be the 20th it's between the 20th and the 21st yeah of february um but it's not previously been leicester so it might be at the same same event um I think Leicester. I'm saying Leicester. I'm going to go with Leicester, but don't quote me on that. Um, go check out their website, which I will link in the show notes, um, along with all your bits and pieces as well. Um, pageantry is obviously something very close to your heart. Where do you see yourself and pageantry in 10 years' time? I think this is just the beginning for me. Um, I think there's so many amazing other sort of amazing... Um, other amazing, sorry, I'm trying to get my words out. Systems. Um, I think, <laughs> I'm going to go with systems. I think there's other amazing systems. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, as well as Miss GB. So I know they just introduced the um, MS, um, the um, category. So when you get to, I think it's 27. I think yes. it's 27. It, well, I know Galaxy is 27. Originally it was 30 and then it's changed to 27. But I think that depends on, it depends on the system and what the international system says. So the international rules filter down to, if there's an international final anyway, uh, will filter down to dictate what the age categories are and things. So at the moment it's 27. And so I think most of them. But yeah, I think this is my first to conquer um, and sort of getting that, that through. And I absolutely thrive off it and I love it. But this is definitely not the end for me in my pageant journey. I think this is just the beginning. And no matter what happens in the finals yet next year, I will continue to go on to compete um, and keep going further and getting the word out there and using my platform. So yeah, I, I hope in 10 years time, I may, you never know, have won a couple more titles. Um, but yeah, hopefully I can achieve some of the things that I really want to do um, with, and pageants will allow me to do that. That's amazing. Oh, thank you so much for being a part of this interview this evening. It's been so lovely to speak to you and so soon after you were crowned as well. So thank you for fitting me in. Um, how can we find you on social media? How can we come and stalk you? Uh, <laughs> good old bit of online stalking. So on Instagram, I'm Zoe underscore Hetherington. Um, and then again on Facebook, I'm Zoe Hetherington. So yeah, come and find me, come and stalk, come and watch my journey up into the Miss GB um, pageants next February. And yes, yeah, support as much as you can. Um, I know support is absolutely amazing and the one thing you need. So yeah, that would be great. I very much hope to be there cheering you on. I'm not going to be able to interview any other um, Miss, G Miss GB finalists now because they'll be like, no, I've got, my, I've got the one I'm cheering for. I'm done. <laughs> I can't interview anyone else. Thank you. Um, I'll interview them afterwards. Um, no, yeah, so I very much hope to be able to be there and cheer you on. I will link all your social media in the... I'm, see, I'm losing my words now. In the show notes of this episode. So do check those out. And when I share it on social media, I will do my best to tag you in all the things. Sometimes on Facebook, I go to try and tag someone and it just won't let me. I think it depends on which bits of my stuff that person follows. And I'll try and tag you in a group. You won't be in a group. And um, so I will do my best to tag you in everything so people can find you that way. But I'll also put links to all your bits in the comments. So everyone you will be able to find her don't panic and um, thank you so much for joining me this evening and i'll let you get on with the evening because yeah it's nearly nine o'clock now it's definitely my bedtime <laughs> thank you so much for having me 
Thank you for joining me today. I value and appreciate your time so much. So it means a lot that you spend some of it here. Do rock on over to my Facebook or Instagram to share your thoughts on this episode. And I would really love it if you could give this episode a share while you're there. For any specific links, things mentioned in this episode, etc., please pop over to the website, which is mummyisdoingapageant.com. Have an amazing day. And remember, you sparkle your brightest when you're being yourself. See you soon.